When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game in impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The terrific Football Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. Next 60 minutes will be spent with our friends at Stadium, and then Power Hour, Final Hour, you'll have to switch on over if you're on Stadium, uh, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. But before we uh, bid adieu to Stadium for today, we'll be joined by our friend Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, coming up in 20 minutes. No shortage of topics to discuss in the National Basketball Association, including this hashtag developing story with Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Will he or won't he play tonight for the Sixers on the road at the Golden State Warriors? I promise... At, at some point before we go off the air today, I will give you thoughts on what I think is going to happen in Super Bowl 58. We'll break down the broadcast from Sunday, like, or we won't. I've teased it like 50 times already. We haven't done it yet. To be fair, a lot of great stuff going on right now, like uh, newsworthy, like topics that are fun to talk about in the world of sports. So we we hope to get to these things as we move along before we bid adieu at 7 o'clock Eastern time. But joining us right now to kick off our number three of today's show, we just had a... Denver Broncos Super Bowl champion to end our number two, Mark Schlereth. Let's bring on another Denver Broncos Super Bowl champion right now. And this one is our BetQL Network teammate. You've watched him all season long on NFL Sundays, inside the betting lines, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern time from the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook, usually with, with the candy man, Adam Candy, our bud Jared Smith doing a great job the last couple weeks. So awesome to welcome back to the show, our friends. All-decade team member of the Denver Broncos last decade, starting linebacker on the Super Bowl 50 championship team, our buddy Brandon Marshall on Twitter at BMarsh with two H's at the end. Uh, Brandon, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Uh, happy almost Super Bowl to you and yours, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. You know, it's here in Las Vegas, so you know, I can't wait for the, all the festivities. Brandon, I'm curious, maybe just one question about the two games that, that we just saw on Sunday. Like, what what surprised you the most? We had two pretty crazy, dramatic, compelling games. Obviously, the Ravens kind of fall apart a little bit. Mahomes ends up advancing to the Super Bowl. And then a crazy comeback by the Niners, some interesting decision-making by Detroit and Dan Campbell. Like, what stood out to you? What was kind of the most interesting thing here for, uh, for you from those two games? Well, what stood out the most to me is the fact that the Baltimore, and everybody's been talking about it, Baltimore only has six combined rushes, you know, from their two starting running backs, from their two running backs. And it, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. This is the best rushing team in the league. Also, they saw what Buffalo did, right, to the Kansas City. In, up in Buffalo, they ran the ball over them. They controlled the clock. They just couldn't finish. And the fact that they didn't run the ball a little more 
was a little disturbing to me. And it's crazy because they didn't, you know, I didn't like the offensive game plan, but at the same time, they still had a chance to win the game at the very end. Um, they was never out of it. You know, even though the, the, the two red zone turnovers, they still was in the game, kicked the field goal late. Um, you know, it was just kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know, the game plan from the Ravens. Okay, so you used the word interesting there, and you kind of like made a face as you said it. I'll, I'll say <laughs> it was a it was a freaking brutal game plan from Todd Monken. Like it was it was absolutely terrible. So look, Brandon, like you you won a Super Bowl, like you played at the highest level. If you were playing yeah. defense for the Baltimore Ravens this past Sunday, and the offense does that, what are you like saying in the locker room? Like what are you thinking after the game? I'm thinking, what are we doing? You know, I mean, look, look at the end of the day, we have the MVP, right? Lamar Jackson is the MVP, and so it's tough to say, okay, you know what? Let's not put the ball in the MVP's hands, but we understand clock management. We understand how to control the ball. We understand what we need to do as far as keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. So, man, give the ball to Gus Edwards. Give it to Justice Hill. You know, give Dalvin Cook some run. You know, I'm, I'm really shocked at it. And if I'm the defense, I'm upset because we're going right back on the field after these three and outs or, you know, and I want to say the Ravens might have, you know, only got one or a two or three, uh, you know, third down conversions. And that's putting the defense on the field a lot. That's asking a lot of the defense. And the defense still played fantastic. They let, you know, they kept Patrick Mahomes to zero points in the second half. So the game is not on the defense. And, you know, they held him to 17 points. And on every defensive goal board and every defensive room, the coach says, okay, as long as we hold him under 17 points, some defensive coordinators say 18, we have a chance to win the game. And they held him 17 points or less. They had a chance to win the game, but the offense didn't hold up in the bargain. Brandon, kind of a similar question. If you if you played for the Detroit Lions in that game against San Francisco and you're you're a Lions defensive player and you're on the sideline and you watch Dan Campbell, and to be fair, you would have seen it all year, like doing the same kind of decision-making on fourth downs. Like, does that energize you as a player? Like, we're going for it, we're being aggressive, but you're on defense. Like, you got to kind of pick up the pieces if those decisions don't work out. He obviously goes for it a bunch in the game, makes a lot of aggressive decisions. Like, how would you have felt, how would you have felt this season playing under a guy like Dan Campbell? Well, look, it's, it's you kind of got mixed, mixed, mixed feelings from it because, you know, Dan Campbell's an aggressive guy, former player, and he brings that energy that you love, right, that aggressive energy that, um, that, that you know what I'm saying, never say die, you know, I think it says knee biter, you know, <laughs> knee biter mentality. And cool, we understand that, we get that, we like it, right? But it's twofold because, all right, you know, there's times we should have kicked the field goal, right, that could help us probably potentially get, you know, a couple more wins, maybe we've got the, the number two seed, especially in that Cowboys game. I thought after they, you know, they penalized, you know, the offensive lineup for not reporting, even though you did, I think after that, just kick the, kick the extra point. And then go into overtime, right? So, and then in the NFC Championship game, points are at a premium. Points are at a premium, so you have to take the points. That's how I feel about it. I get it, right? That's his MO. And he's going to lay about a gun and die by the gun. That's exactly what happened. But when points come at a premium and you see your, your defense is struggling a little bit, you got to help them out. you got to give yourself some cushion and you got to kick the field goal. Brandon, be honest here, and this doesn't have to run in contrast with what you just said. If you're playing defense for the San Francisco 49ers, and it's fourth and two, fourth and three, and you see the offense out there, and the Lions are going to go for it. Are you thinking, I'm happy that they're going for it, or I wish they were kicking? Like, what is your emotion if you're playing defense for the Niners in those moments? If I'm playing defense, I'm feeling disrespected, right? I'm feeling disrespected because I'm like, okay, so y'all must think that y'all can come out here and go for it on fourth down 
and completed. So at the same time, there comes that level of disrespect. And you got to tell yourself that as a player, we have that type of mentality. And, you know, we have that mean streak that we got to have and we got to be able to turn it on when a coach makes a decision. We should take that personal. You know, we used to take it personal when I played. So you take it personal, and that's when you step up, you rise to the occasion, and you shut it down. And uh, the 49ers did that. Brandon, we hear about this all the time, and we can we can start talking about the Super Bowl, obviously, coming up next weekend. You know, you you know, Nick and I, we did we did not play football at a high level. If you couldn't tell, we didn't we couldn't play football at a high level. <laughs> and you have everybody always say, even people in the media, even like Nick and I, will probably say this in the next couple of weeks. We'll be like, you know, the Super Bowl is different. You know, like the timing is different, the schedule is different, whatever. Like, but I, I wasn't there. Like, I didn't play in the game. I don't know how different it is. How how different is it playing in the Super Bowl versus another game? You know, the interesting thing is, you know, all week long, coaches will tell you, okay, it's just another football game, right? We treat it like another game, and yes, you're supposed to treat it like any other football game. But at the end of the day, it's not. It's not another football game because the energy surrounding it, the the whole week full of preparation. Uh, you know, the fans, the, you know, the attention, the media, right? It's just a different ball game. So what you got to do is, okay, enjoy it. You know, we earned the right. You know, we were AFC or NFC champions. We, we earned the right to be there. So enjoy it. I'm mean, enjoy the festivities, the media, the attention. But when it's time to lock in, it's time to lock in. And that's what every player needs to do, right? They earn the right to, to play in that game. And not many players get to do it. So enjoy it. But at the same time, when it's time to lock in, you got to lock in. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. We're locking in with our BetQL Network uh, teammate, uh, Super Bowl champion of the Denver Broncos linebacker, Brandon Marshall, on Twitter, at Marsh with two H's uh, coming up there at the end. Brandon, uh, I tell you that the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are underdogs in Super Bowl 58. The Niners are the favorite in the game. Does that surprise you to hear that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are underdogs in the Super Bowl? Well, the reason it doesn't surprise me is because of all year long what people have been saying about the Chiefs and the lack of offensive weapons and they don't have the firepower. They're not who, yet, who they used to be. But at the end of the day, right, they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And they are the new Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, if we're being honest with you. Well, it's tough to beat those guys. It's tough to go against them in the games that matter, right? Everybody used to hate the Patriots because they always got to the AFC Championship game. They always got to the Super Bowl, and most likely they would win. It's the same sentiment right now with the Chiefs. So, you know, I think they're making it interesting. Yes, do the 49ers have a better team on paper? Yes, it's a better team on paper. But the game is not played on paper, right? We have one of the best quarterbacks. And it's crazy to say this in his, like, sixth or seventh season. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. He's already tallied that, right? And one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game. They have experience. They've won two Super Bowls. They've been here before. So, for them to be an underdog is a crime, but on paper and the power rankings, how that goes, that's why the, uh, the 49ers are favored. But, you know, the game ain't played on paper. Well, yeah, I mean, look at the betting market for the last two games, like underdog to the Bills, big underdog on Sunday to the Ravens. So to your point, Brandon, like the, the power ratings may not actually be matching maybe what, what ends up happening in the game. And you brought up all the Super Bowls Mahomes has played in. He's played, obviously, like, <laughs> like more Super Bowls than anybody should play at his age by now. But he's also played a lot of different kinds of Super Bowls, like played a Super Bowl where he got blown out against Tampa, where like they couldn't get a stop at all. Uh, the offensive line fell apart. He got sacked a bunch. They played a crazy high scoring Super Bowl last year against the Eagles. They also played the last time they played the Niners. 
a lower scoring Super Bowl where he was actually like pretty bad for the first three quarters of the game. So he's played all different kinds of games. When you start to think about this one, sort of a rematch, same coaches, but different quarterback, different coordinators, a, a different kind of Super Bowl. Which one, which angle do you think it is? Like what type of game do you think we're going to see here? The total in the game in the market is 47 and a half. Gives you an idea of what the market expects. What do you expect? What kind of Super Bowl is this going to be? Well, to be honest, I think it, it could be similar to what happened um, the first time around that they played the Niners uh, in the Super Bowl. Now, the Niners defense is not what they were. They once were. They're giving up, you know, I think the last five games they're giving up on average around 23 points a game. But the Chiefs defense is literally elite. They've only been giving up 14 points per game the last five games. And this defense is top two in the league. They play the pass well. They play the run. They get out to the quarterback. So to give Mahomes an elite defense is scary. It should be a crime, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it should be a crime. So I can see it being – I'm not saying Mahomes is going to play bad initially. I don't think that's going to happen, right? Because right now this, the 49 defense looks like a Swiss cheese. There's a lot of holes everywhere. They can't stop the run in the playoffs. You know, and the guys, people are moving the ball, and they've learned how to scheme up the 49ers. So Steve Wilkes, he better be on his A game because Andy Reid's coming. Right? Andy Reid's coming. So I don't necessarily see it being like a crazy 30-30 you know, one 30, 31 to 34 type of game that they just played uh, against the Lions. But, you know, I think it'll be a tight game for sure. But expect that Chiefs defense to come out hitting on all cylinders. But kind of like uh, like giving Peyton Manning an elite defense, right? Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, it sounds, Brandon, it's, it sounds like you think the Chiefs yeah. are going to win. That can be in pencil, not in pen, right? Still like a bunch of time to go before the game. Yeah, Let me ask you yeah. this. Let's say okay. the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Now, Mahomes is obviously like the favorite to win MVP like in the game, period, and also on the Kansas City side. I know that my co-host, Ken Barkley, has made the case already and may make the case for some other players potentially on Kansas City. We've gone into the reasons why we'll continue to do that as we approach the game. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, Brandon. Who do you think is going to win most valuable player? And if you, and if you think it's Mahomes, that's totally okay. They're going to give it to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> because he's brought Taylor right, Swift into the flow. It's a, it's That's right. The fold. Yeah. I saw a metric, and I'm not sure how they do, how they can, you know, do these metrics as far as the amount of revenue or dollars that Taylor Swift has brought to the NFL. But it said it's somewhere around going for 300 million. I'm not even sure how to quantify that. But because Travis Kelsey has brought one of the biggest, if not the biggest, pop stars into the fold of the NFL, and to be honest, I'm hearing that people are watching the games. Because of them. And when you look at it, right, the last two games, the divisional game, the Chiefs broke a record against the Bills, right, for viewership. They broke another record against the Ravens. Part of that has to be Taylor Swift, man. And it's crazy. It sucks for me to say it. You know, I'm not a hater. But the fact that this is happening, first of all, the NFL loves it. Secondly, if Travis Kelsey has another game like he had last game, 11 for 11, first of all, that's crazy on the Ravens to allow that, by the way. That's wild. Anyway, if – he has another good game. Even if he catches an eight for 105 and two touchdowns or something like that, they may try to lean towards, let's give it to Travis, you know. Um, but that's if Mahomes doesn't play as he should, you know what I mean? If Mahomes throws like two picks, then they'll give it to Travis. If he throws no picks, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league. They're going to give it to the quarterback. Uh, that's a very interesting and illuminating answer oh, there from please. Brandon Marshall. I think you made <laughs> Travis Kelsey. You, you, please, you, you, yeah. you made you made my co-host very happy. You'd make me pretty happy too if that were to if that were to be true. And Travis Kelsey wins Super Bowl MVP. Brandon, this was awesome, and I know you're out in Vegas, so I'm hoping 
that we'll get to see you in person coming up next week and do a more thorough breakdown coming up of the game. Our BetQL Network teammate, Brandon Marshall, Sundays inside the betting lines throughout the entire NFL season, and of course, Super Bowl 50 champion with the Denver Broncos. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Stay well, and maybe we'll see you out in Sin City next week. Yeah, I hope so. Let's make it happen. Yeah, all we want to, because that was awesome. That this was great. great. He's week. awesome. Just going through yeah. the show today, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> might see like literally everybody we have on the show. Might actually see him in person. I, I, I got to tell you something. He's he's a stud, man. He's awesome. That was great. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to the Super Bowl a little later this hour, but we'll do some NBA coming up next with our friend Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.